It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, the, the Haystack Show. Yo, with Mike Guido. And here we go. It is a Wednesday. At least I think it is. Yep. It's the Haystack on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, WorldWideSportsRadio.com. We apologize for no cameras, but that's okay because well, I actually don't apologize. I didn't do my hair today. That's a lie. I did. Uh, God, I am, I, I, I'm lost. I'm lost today. I, I, I'm lying to the public. I'm, I, I'm not doing anything right. Mike Guido, Evan Mazza, Matt Catarizzola, good to have you in here on a Wednesday. Plenty to go over today. Is he worth it at the end of the show today? Barrington Granite, 1230. Uh, it's a usual Wednesday. But it's a special Wednesday because you're actually going to get some emotion out of me. I know sometimes I can seem very robotic. It won't happen today. Here we go. Let's go off on somebody very, very uh, specific. Even though we still don't know who it is yet, and I doubt we ever will know who it is. Let's be honest about something. How do you not vote for Derek Jeter? And... Listen, I'm not one of those guys that that cares too much about this. I really am not, okay? If you get into the Hall of Fame, you get into the Hall of Fame, it does not matter how many votes you get, okay? Whether you're unanimous, whether you get 75% just the fact that you get in, right? This was a very short class this year. This was Derek Jeter and Larry Walker got in by the skin of his teeth. Congratulations to both. Absolutely no problem. With anything. Okay, I don't even really have a problem with Derek Jeter not getting in unanimously. Because I'm not a guy that cares. But let's be real about something. How do you not vote for Derek Jeter? It is Derek freaking Jeter. The face of the Yankees. He's won five World Series titles. He's played 20 years of his career. Okay, he's a... 14-time All-Star, okay? He's won five gold gloves. He's won a World Series MVP. He's a five-time silver slugger, okay? He was Rookie of the Year. Do we need anything else? He's one of the most iconic Yankees players of all time. And he's not, in one guy's mind, not deserving of getting into the Hall of Fame. He only had a career batting average of 310. He only had an OPS of 817 in his career. He only had 3,500 hits. Are you serious? Okay, this is where the hypocrisy comes in as the media. Okay, the media, we love to bash athletes. Okay, I do it on here all the time. I sit here and I wreck Odell Beckham Jr. I sit here and I wreck Baker Mayfield. Okay, I sit here and I've blasted Antonio Brown. And all of them are deserving. I sit here and rip people for a living. That's what I do. Okay, and I've always said, people like Antonio Brown... People like OBJ, I always criticize them for virtually almost the same thing. 
They want to draw the attention. Social media, all of that garbage. All of that fits into the notion of we all want attention. OBJ went went to the national championship game, made a fool out of himself because... He had a down year. He only caught for a thousand yards. He was second. He was the second best wide receiver on his team this year, and he got a little out of hand. He wanted the attention. He hadn't made noise in a while, so you know what? Let me just make a fool out of myself. Get myself back in the headlines. Let's be honest, okay? Okay, you think that Antonio and I think Antonio Brown's got some crazy stuff going on in his life. I think he's got to get a lot of things figured out with him, but. You don't think A.B. is trying to keep himself relevant a little bit so he'll say something on Twitter? And it's not calling the I'm not talking about calling the police on his girlfriend. I'm talking about sending some sort of tweet. That back and forth with Robert Kraft. It's attention-seeking. Let's be real. It's all about attention. Little do we know, writers, the media... Sports talk show hosts, all of us guys, we all want attention too. This is what this is, okay? Stir the pot. Gets people talking. Writers will do things like this to stir the pot and get attention. Okay, I don't know who voted. I don't know if we'll ever know who voted. But we do know that the people, we do know that particular writers understand who it is. Whether they want it to come out, we will find out. And we're going to figure this out now. That guy who didn't vote for Jeter is going to become the most popular guy in America for about a week. And that's all we need. Some guys, okay, the the media does this thing. And we all do it. All of us do. Something called a hot take. Right? I'm not interested in hot takes. Okay? I feel like if I make my opinions off of hot takes, I'm not trying hard enough. Okay, if I formulate my segments and I design my topics based on a hot take, I'm not trying hard enough. That's not a good enough angle. I'm not interested in them. Okay, I'm not going to make a hot take just simply to make it. I don't do that. Okay, if I don't have reasoning behind a thought, I don't have that thought. There's no. This is, I'm sorry. This is nothing more than a hot take. Jeter's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's be honest. (laughs) It isn't like he was that great in the postseason. Give me a break. Give me a break. In what... If you had to spell out what the qualifiers are, and this is the only way that I could possibly understand or relatively justify not voting for Derek Jeter is if the guy that didn't vote for Jeter didn't vote for anybody. He submitted a blank ballot. 
Okay, nobody is deserving to get in this year. Nobody. It's the only way that I could even relatively justify it. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're a writer, you didn't vote for anybody in the hall to get into the Hall of Fame in any particular year. Now you're just being a you know what. You're being real picky. Jeter should Jeter should absolutely be unanimous Hall of Famer. It's not in it, it is it's it's cra- it is weird to see, you know, so, you know that we do have someone think that Jeter isn't a unanimous Hall isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Derek Jeter is one of the few baseball athletes that should be unanimous Hall. Of He's Famer. one of the greatest shortstops of all time. Yes, oh, he, he is. What's interesting is again, you look back in time, there is a it's really interesting to look back in baseball. Baseball has gone on for a long long time. That one player has only had a unanimous vote of Hall of Fame. And it's Mariano Rivera. Mariano, last year. Mariano Rivera. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get a unanimous Hall of Fame vote. Tom Seaver, Ken Griffey Jr. Cal Ripken. The problem is... Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was a unanimous Hall of Famer. Hank Aaron. It's, it's, I know. Like, it, it's really... So it, many guys. guys. Those guys are just named. Those are unanimous Hall of Famers. First ballot unanimous Hall of Famers. Derek Jeter included. Right, and, one guy, and all those it. guys one should guy. have been like if one you didn't guy. if you didn't think Hank Aaron was a was a Hall of Famer like like I I, I don't know what to what Johnny like, Johnny Bench yeah, yeah, the guy Johnny, at the time broke the home run record Johnny Bench is arguably the greatest catcher of all time not 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 a unanimous Hall of Famer I, I know <laughs> that's my problem is the fact that we've only had one guy unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame is absurd okay there's got to be that there's this like, there's this rarity with it. It really shouldn't be that rare. If you're really deserving of getting in, one guy's got to be the guy that says, well, no, he's not getting in for me. I'm smarter than everybody else. Give me a break. Willie, Willie Mays and Ted Williams, maybe the two greatest, along with Babe Ruth, maybe the two greatest baseball And you know what the sad part lived. is? That's probably his reasoning. Well, Ted Williams didn't get in unanimously. Duh, who cares? They got voted into the Hall of Fame when? 1949? Ted Williams like, in 1966. I, I mean, Jesus. Seriously, 50, 60 years ago. 60 years ago. And we're making the argument of, well, Ted Williams didn't get in unanimously. That is such a lame reason. Okay, if we're going to go by that barometer, then literally nobody should be a unanimous Hall of Famer, no matter what, because nobody's better than Babe Ruth. No, acknowledge the fact that Babe Ruth should have been unanimous. Acknowledge the fact that Ted Williams should have been unanimous. Acknowledge the fact that Willie Mays should have been unanimous. Hank Aaron, all of those guys. Okay, Sandy Koufax. Seriously, Walter Johnson. Name the guy. Name the all-time great. Ty Cobb. Honus Wagner. Like... Name the guys in baseball. Roberto Clemente, Vladimir Guerrero. Right. Well, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, you could make the case. But d- Roberto Clemente, absolutely 100%. What, like 100% should have been in. Jackie Robinson. Okay. All these players that should have been voted into the Hall of Fame unanimously and didn't, and you're going to use that as your reasoning to not get Derek Jeter in? That is absurd. It's absurd. It is almost like a, it's almost like a weird rule, like a, it's it's a, like a rule that we gotta like find like the perfect player. But when you, you know, maybe that's it. Like like Mariano, I guess to the to the, maybe the writers was like the perfect situation for them, like the perfect player because he was the greatest closer of all time. But, but even you but could those, make the case but, for but, Mariano Rivera. They pitched right? one inning. The, 
Well, he was a closer. He pitched one inning. Mariano Rivera wasn't very good as a starter. Okay, when they tried to make him a starter, he wasn't very good. They put him in the bullpen. He was the greatest closer of all time. Okay, but like there was a case against Mariano not being unanimous in that respect. Okay, you can nitpick any player in history. I think the difference between the case for Mariano being unanimous where it doesn't exactly fall in line with Jeter is that Mariano is the single greatest American athlete at his respected position when you talk about gap between the best and the second best. So when you think, okay, we, we always talk about the, the you know, the, who's, the greatest, who's the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, it's Jordan, but not very far behind him. We could talk about guys like Kobe LeBron. and LeBron. Exactly. Like, so the guys behind him aren't super far behind him. The gap between Mariano as a closer and the guy who is second best Right. As a closer, right. you it's get in, not even in the same breath. Right. You so get into Mar- you get into Eckersley and you get right. into Trevor Hoffman. Exa- and, exactly. Right. Those guys don't even hold a candle to how dominant Mariano Rivera was as a closer. Lee Smith and Lee Smith just recently is going to get in the hall. Or Lee and Smith Lee Smith, right. Lee Smith I think, is getting in on the Veterans Committee. He didn't yes. get in on the ballot. Right. Yes. So when you consider things like that, when you consider Mariano being so incredibly dominant at one position that he set himself apart from any other guy who played that position as well. I think if, I, like, if I'm a voter, if I'm a writer, that's how I'm looking at it. That's the perspective that I'm taking it from. Whereas Jeter, I mean, look, Jeter, I think there's two things that come into it. One of them is clearly Yankee bias, which is a real thing, well, okay. by the way. All right, Yet- all right, all right. All right. All right, we got to slow down the Yankee bias thing. It's when a real thing. The Ev. only player to ever be voted unanimously into the Hall of Fame is a Yankee. I believe I mean, he would have been on any other team, too. But he made his career as a Yankee. Okay, that's not I his fault. Really but I'm say, Yan- I'm I can't that- really say Yankee bias. Again, I, 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 I can't really say Yankee bias when, again, he was voted by everyone except one guy, Derek Jeter. And Mariano is literally the only player ever to be voted unanimously. i got to disagree with you on Yankee bias. He would have been in if he wasn't a Yankee either, though. I can say, and, and again, maybe the same thing for Jeter can't be said, but I think it has some, it probably had something to do with it. Again, we don't know the guy's motives, we don't know his reasoning, but I would say that had at least a little bit to do with it. Well, I don't know. Any, if you talk to any Yankee, if you talk to any person that is a Derek Jeter, is, is like anti Derek Jeter, he'll tell you that he wasn't that good. Defensively, he'll tell you that he wasn't that good. It, it, like the, the numbers are there, but when you talk about MLB writers and what they use to determine whether or not he's worthy of being a Hall of Famer. Obviously, they determined that he was, but if he's not unanimous, then who is? Who, who should be a unanimous Hall of Famer if Derek Jeter isn't? And you go by the list. Yeah, you go by the list. You got Griffey, Seaver, Ryan, Cal Ripken. All those guys Hank, should Hank be. Hank Aaron, Clemente, Jackie Robinson, Ted Williams, like all those, Mike, all those guys right. should and be unanimous Every Hall of single one of those guys that you just mentioned should have been unanimously voted that in. I agree with. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I put Jeter in that category. Yes. I do. Like, there is... Just think about it like this, too. Okay? If you have to check the boxes of... There are, there's, like, a checklist that you've got, you've got to check every single box to get unanimously voted in. Okay? You've got to be a World Series champ. Check. He's done it five times. Mm-hmm. Okay? The barometer for getting voted into the Hall of Fame World for Series baseball, MVP. more than likely... World Series MVP. Well, okay, that, if you want to throw that box in there, too. Okay, there right, you Jeter, go. Jeter's Check. Got it. Jeter's got it. Yeah. Right, he has it. The barometer for getting voted into the Hall of Fame in baseball is normally you have to be great 
for 10 years. It's not like you can play for 10 years, uh, you can play for 14 years and be great for seven of them. No, you have to be great for 10 years, right? Derek Jeter was great for 15 years. Out of tw- in a 20-year career, Derek Jeter was the best shortstop in baseball for 14 of those years. And in 20 I, I mean, in 2012, uh, he retired in 2014. 2012, he batted 316. That, right, 20- exactly. Okay, he batted 316 at age 38. <laughs> 100, played 159 games that year, batted 316. And he led the major leagues in at-bats. Okay, he led the major leagues in hits. I, I, like, what are we doing here? Rookie of the year, five-time gold glove, five-time silver slugger. Really There's does nothing drive else this guy had to do. The only thing he, the only thing he didn't do is win MVP. MVP. That's it. That's that, the only thing he didn't do is win MVP. Did. But the only reason Jeter didn't never won MVP is because he never hit enough home runs. Like that, Derek Jeter never, there, not once in his career did he hit over 25 home runs in a season. Not once. The AL MVPs during Jeter's uh, run, so from this is 1996 on. He finished second in the MVP voting in 2006. Looking at Juan Gonzalez. 343. But also, compare this to Altuve's season. Okay? Compare this to Altuve's season where he beat out Aaron Judge. Okay? Derek Jeter in 2006, 343, 417, 483, and a 900 OPS, right? He had 14 home runs, 97 RBIs. He struck out 102 times, walked 69. At 34 stolen bases, he had how many hits? 214 hits, and was, 39 doubles. And that find that year in 2014 where Jeter had had bad. Uh, I'm sorry, the 2012 when Jeter had that great year. Miguel Cabrera did the uh, broke the triple crown, I believe. I think that was the year Miguel Cabrera had the triple oh, crown. Oh, oh, six was or no, 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 no. 2006, Justin Morneau won MVP, even though right. Jeter had more hits and runs, but. Uh, what was what was Morneau's numbers? Morneau had 34 home runs compared to Jeter's 14. Jeter had 214 hits to Morneau's 190, uh, and 118 uh, 118 runs to uh, Morneau's 97. No, but the 2012 year with Jeter that we mentioned, where he led. Oh the yeah, no, this, this is this is the 2006 season yeah. where he came in second. I was, right, I was talking about 2012, the year Jeter led the league in hits, and he had the 316 batting average. That was the year Miguel Cabrera had the triple crown. Mm. You know. Right, but J- Jeter didn't even finish as a finalist of that year. That was Mike Trout, right? Trout, I believe, Trout, I believe Trout, so, yes. Second to Cabrera? Yeah, so 06, when Morneau won MVP, he had 321, right. 34 homers, 130 RBIs, 375 uh, on base, 559 slugging at an OPS of 934, 190 hits, 97 runs, 37 doubles. Uh, Jeter did have a 343. He struck out less than walked less. But, I mean, listen, uh, you, you could have made the argument that Morneau should have won that year. I'm not saying that uh, that really isn't my argument. But what I'm saying is that if they're, like, uh, what is the possibility, uh, what could you possibly be holding against the guy to not get him in? Like, what box doesn't he check? Is it because he never won a regular season MVP? Like, is that it right there? I mean, the guy's got, I, seriously. The guy's got 3,500 hits. 3,500. And he handled, I know this is more so off the field than on the field, but off the field. He, he treated was, the game with more respect than almost anybody that, ever. That he, should he be was, considered almost as much as what he did on uh, the field. As agreed. What kind of person that he was. Agreed. And he handled New York as the leader of the Yankees, the captain of the Yankees, 
in, in the best way I mean, you can. And Aaron Judge, you see Aaron Judge doing the same thing. You right. could say it as a Met fan, I bet, even. Okay, I can say it. Met fan, the baseball face, fan, doesn't The matter. face of it. baseball for years was who? It was Jeter. It was Derek Jeter. It was Jeter. I, I mean, like, and then Mike Trout, what? And then Mike Trout took it, and now Mike Trout's the face of baseball. And you know, as the cap, captain of the Yankees, Aaron Judge is now taking that over. Aaron Judge, really, you could see, follows the same kind of mindset that Jeter has taken. What Jeter did at, in his time with the Yankees, winning the cha- winning championships and being and handling New York the the best way you could, you could. I, I think that it, it sets the precedent and it sets an example of how not only for a Yankee player, but for but for any athlete right. who steps foot here in New York. You know, because yeah, New York, New York for an athlete, it it can consume you. Look at Matt Harvey; it could cons- it can consume you. It, Jeter for seventeen, almost twenty years, handled it the best way you could possibly do it. And for for any baseball fan, Matt Yankee, whatever fan, for any baseball fan, any sports fan, right, can look at it and say, yeah, that's it. Jeter, Jeter was Jeter was the best. He handled it oh, the yeah. best way he could do it, not only on the field but off the field. So, yeah. So there we go. All right. Whew. All right. I got fired up a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, coming up next, I think that there is a there. There's an interesting story about the San Francisco 49ers, and I think that everybody is taking more out of this than what should have been, uh, than what should be. That's coming up next. The Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. You sure? No. Uh, all right, we're back. Good to have you back on a Wednesday. Uh, it's the Haystack of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Mike, Evan, Matt, uh, it's great to have you in. Here, uh, here's what I want to kind of get out because, you know, this is something, this is a topic that I think is you know, been going around for a while. And here, here's my thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, the things that I hear are, well, he's 21-5 and five in his career. What doesn't everybody see at this point? And my response to that is, is that it isn't about what we don't see. It's about what we haven't seen yet okay let's try to put this into perspective okay Jimmy Garoppolo is the beneficiary of a really great offensive scheme in San Francisco right Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius and the way that we're seeing things now is they are a power running they run the football better than anybody in the league other than Baltimore they run the ball so incredibly well. They have four great running backs. They have a great tight end. They've got a couple, a bunch of different receivers. They've got a great defense. The, Jimmy Garoppolo is in a phenomenal situation as a quarterback. I'm not using that against him, okay? But here's the thing that we got to remember. When people say, I'm not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo can make the big play if we need him to make the big play, that's valid. That's not criticism on Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just because we we haven't seen it yet. He hasn't had to. Okay, so I, I listen. I, I I like Jimmy G. Do I think he's special? No. But do I think that he's a starting quarterback and he's a franchise quarterback and you can move forward with him? Yeah. 
Jimmy, Jimmy G's a fine starting quarterback in this league. Okay, he's going to have seasons where he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's going to have seasons where he's going to be top 18. Like, Jimmy G is going to be a very, you know, average to above average starting quarterback in the league. That's not criticism. Just because I don't think he's elite, just because I don't think that he's special, doesn't mean that I'm criticizing him. Okay? The best part about Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's handsome. Like, that, that's his best quality here. Let's be honest. Okay? Jimmy G, as far as the qualities that you like out of him as a quarterback, he's accurate. Yeah, he's, he is pretty accurate. But he does turn the ball over. He gives the ball up. Okay, he is not by any means necessary the perfect quarterback. He's not the perfect decision maker. Okay, he's an accurate guy, but he isn't a great deep ball thrower. But that's the thing, is Kyle Shanahan's offense fits perfectly with what Jimmy Garoppolo is. They don't ask him to throw the ball deep. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really throw the ball downfield. He doesn't. Okay, he averages eight and a half yards per attempt. That that doesn't rank very high in the NFL. He's very middle of the road. Okay, he's actually below average in that category. They don't ask him to throw the ball deep. Okay, they don't ask him to move outside the pocket like crazy. Okay, they protect him well. It doesn't mean that I'm criticizing Jimmy G. It doesn't mean that the public is criticizing Jimmy G as a player. We're not. Okay, what we're doing is is that, all right, if Jimmy G needs to get outside of his comfort zone, can he do it? Because we haven't seen it yet. And I don't think that's criticism. I think that is fair. And to be honest with you, like I said, the special from Jimmy G, I don't see it. Okay? The the quarterback advantage in the Super Bowl with him and Patrick Mahomes, it's not even close. Patrick Mahomes is beyond better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you're talking about the first or second best quarterback in the NFL compared to, like, the 14th or something like that. Like, it is not even close. Jimmy G is not close to Patrick Mahomes. But Jimmy G serves his purpose for the 49ers. He's won a lot of games. But to be honest with you, in San Francisco, he's 19-5. and Okay, so let's take out the games that he started in New England. Okay? I, I mean, he's 19-5. He's 19-5 and he's 19 and five in his career in San Francisco. Cool with me. But that doesn't mean that he's special. It means that the situation that he's been in has been virtually perfect. Coach, receivers, running back, offensive line, defense, everything. Okay, I'm I criticize Jimmy Garoppolo the same way I criticize Dak. Okay, same way I criticize Jared Goff. All those other guys. He's not any different. Yeah, he's won a lot of games, but he's not perfect. Okay, I can pick him apart a little bit on his deficiencies. I'm not saying that they matter. I'm saying that if he's got to make the play outside of the comfort zone, is it bad for me to have a little bit of skepticism on whether or not he can make it or not? I don't think I'm crazy for that. So, again, I don't think it's criticism of Jimmy G. I think we're just trying to be fair. Okay, let's go to the news. Big J journalist Matt Catarizzolo here in a Wii Sports Wednesday. I forgot it was Wii Sports Wednesday. It just that doesn't it, feel. It, it, that's it the problem. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel the same because your 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 buddy's not here. I guess not. Wherever you are, Vin, miss you. We're thinking of you. <laughs> he's not dead, by the way, to the listeners. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's dead. Just not. He's just he's not. He's at here. Disney. He's yeah, fine. He's, he's just not here. He's just. He's having a much better time than we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Uh, 
few interesting developments for uh, the 2020 NFL Draft. Ooh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the stage for the 2020 NFL Draft in Las Vegas will reportedly be on the water at the, oh, fo- oh, oh. At the fountains of the Bellagio. Really? And this, this literally sounds like a joke, but the players will reportedly be transported to the stage by boat. That's ha. awesome. Nice. Isn't that baller? That's nice. awesome. I want to get dra- Can I get drafted? That's the awesome. Car- the red carpet stage for the players will be transported by boat. The main stage will be constructed next to the Caesars Forum. Uh, located adjacent to the NFL Draft main stage, there will be a, the NFL Draft Experience, a three-day football festival highlighted by interactive games, the Vince Lombardi Trophy, autograph sessions with NFL players and legends, brand activisions, giveaways, and the NFL Shop. Wow. Pretty cool. That is so wildly awesome. I want to go. This is all, Can we go? This is all reported from uh, yeah. Arash Markazi. He's a sports columnist for the LA Times. Oh, yeah. Really well, cool. Arash Markazi is a really reliable source. Yeah, really absolutely. Cool. Really cool stuff. And the NFL is going all, again, it's the NFL's first year all around in Vegas. The draft in Vegas, Raiders going to Vegas, so they're going all out. All oh, out. I want to go. I want to go, I wanna go to Vegas, Vegas for the draft in the worst way possible. Worst way. Not kidding. In the worst way. If there's anyone to make your first NFL draft, this looks like a pretty good one to go to. I mean, to. that's awesome. It's just so cool. By the, uh, you, you get the stages on the water. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Joe Burrow's going to come the gra- in. Joe the- Burrow's going to come in on like a fan boat speeding. So the gr- so that wait so the, like the green room where all the players are. Like they're just going to be they're going to be like sitting outside the water and then when this they here that's like what it looks like. Let me see this. Sorry. Again, listeners, I'm just showing Mike a picture. Oh, my God. That is so wildly that cool. Sick? That's all. Yo, I, I I swear to God, I, I want to go. That's I'm going to go. It's I am great. going. That's I am going to the NFL draft. I'm doing it. I will buy the plane ticket. I will buy the hotel. And I will go to the NFL draft. It's very cool. It looks, it looks sick, honestly. That like, is the coolest thing ever. Whew. Awesome. What's next? So, this isn't really news, but it's just something cool that happened on this day. 14 years ago, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. Nah, who cares? <laughs> Alright, dude. I'm just kidding. He went 28 for 46 field goals, 7 for 13, 3 points. Holy crow! In a, an efficient shooting night from Kobe! 46 attempts, too. 46 shots from the floor. 28 of 46. That's... Wow. Well, I mean, he took every shot. I mean... But 81 points, really impressive. Still, it is really impressive. Still how, many, how many free throws did he have to take? I don't know. I don't know, dude. God. <laughs> Isn't this your job? You know what's funny is that Clay, when Clay had 70 or 71, remember, he didn't play the fourth quarter. Steve Kerr yeah. took him out. Kobe had 20 free throw attempts that day. He was 18 to 20. That's pretty good. Wow, that sucks. 90%. Wow. <laughs> Imagine wow. that the one stat line he <laughs> cared about that day. Probably, that was terrible. Probably stayed after free throws. I scored 81, but no, I missed two free throws. Yeah, probably gave himself a concussion from the... God, I can't <laughs> believe I missed it! I could have had 83! Alright, last one. And this is super This is super interesting because yeah. it, it sheds some more light on people that are you know, controversial Hall of Fame inductions or not inductions in this case. So this is a complete list of MLB players to ever steal 500 bases and 500 and hit 500 home runs. Okay. Barry Bonds. This is, all, this is a complete list of Major League Baseball players to ever win seven MVP awards. 
Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. <laughs> this is a complete list of Major League Baseball players to ever win more than eight Silver Sluggers. Barry Bonds, who has 12. So, Barry Bonds has 12 Silver Sluggers? Barry Bonds has 12 Silver Sluggers. Jesus. I've, I, I think I, I've seen Barry Bonds' numbers, and they are just out, like, they're off the charts. They are off the charts. Listen, Barry Some Bo- of the seasons start, that he's had. They didn't start testing for PED. The Major League Baseball didn't start testing for PEDs until 2003. Before, right. Before that, Barry Bonds would have easily been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh my god, but hey, listen, I mean, listen, Bonds's uh, Bonds's vote total is going up every year. It's yeah, going up every when, year. When does he become an el- ineligible? Uh, he retired in 2007, so he's five years after that's 2012, 2022. So he's got two more years left on the ballot. And he's close. I think he's at like 68 or 69% or something like that. He's close. But seriously, like, regardless of whether you think Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, okay, his, when he won four straight MVPs with the Giants, I, I mean, I mean, that 2001 season, 328, he hit 73 home runs, 137 RBIs. He, his on-base percentage was 515, 863 slugging, a 1379 OPS, 259 OPS plus. I mean, he's the all-time leader in home runs and walks and intentional walks. Ridiculous. Seven MVPs. Like, here's the... That's the problem with Barry Bonds, though, is that... A lot of his best years came after the steroids. It came after the performance enhancers. But even without the performance enhancers, Barry Bonds would have been Barry Bonds would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what. But that's why I ask right there when I see when I see, when I hear that I say why did you take it anyway? Yeah, if right. Bonds, if Bonds if Bonds is a Hall of Famer anyway, with steroids and steroids, why did he take it? That's that's that's, that's oh, yeah. always the one oh, thing I yeah. always come back to. Why'd you do it anyway? Did you 2004 Evan he had 232 walks No pitchers pitchers 232 Pitchers didn't want to pitch to him That's that was how it was He then. had an uh, that year in 2004 he hit 362 his on-base percentage was 609 His last year <laughs> his last year in the league his 21st year in the league he had 28 home runs he had 60% of the ballot yesterday. He only went up by one yesterday uh, from the year before. He had 60%. He's got two years left on the ballot. If he doesn't he's got He's got to make a big jump next year. That's the thing. He's, he's got to make a big jump. He's got to get up to like 68 or 69 next year. I, I Again, I will always stand pat that, I, that I'm not going to vote him in. I wouldn't vote him in at all. It, so it, like, it's it's, it's it's now it's almost like this now. How strict have, are you on that subject, Evan? I'm curious. So, so like, so, so you, like, you cheated, Cle- you Cle- so Clemens, no, nope. Bonds, no, Sosa, no, nope. McGuire, nope. no, nope. Andy Pettit, no. Uh, who else? Who else? A Rod, A Rod, no. 
And A-Rod's, A-Rod's going to be the other big one. Now, here's what's interesting. Bonds and Clemens, they're both, I, I think Clemens too, both their final years are 2022. I think you're right. The first year for Alice Rodriguez. It's 2022. It's 2022. So if they're both neither, both if neither of them are in, Clemens and Bonds are in by then, which I think that could very well be the case, A-Rod ain't getting in. You might as well just take A-Rod off the ballot right now. He's not getting in at all. If Bonds or Clemens don't get in by 2022, again, their final years, and that's A-Rod's first year, you might as well take A-Rod off the ballot. He ain't getting in. Not even close. Because if you can't put, if they're not going to put Bonds and Clemens in, there's no way in heck that they're going to put Alex Rodriguez in. Who's on the ballot next year? Uh, oh my gosh, I, I was seeing this. I, Tory Hunter, I think, is on the ballot. Um, come on, I know Tory Hunter is on the ballot. 2021. Uh, the potential whole. Uh, okay, so hang on. I think I know Tory Hunter is one of them. So for 2021, Tim Hudson. Tim Hudson. Mark Burley, Tori Hunter, Dan Heron, Barry Zito, Aramis Ramirez, uh, Shane Victorino, Alex Rios. Uh, let's see. Adam LaRoche, Rafael Soriano, CJ Wilson, Dan Ugla. Dan Ugla. Nick Swisher, AJ Burnett. Mark, uh, Mark. Mark. Michael Kadire. I think Tory Hunter is the definite Hall of Famer. You could make a case I get for Burley, five-time All-Star, won the World Series with the White Sox, four-time Gold Glover. He's got a perfect game and a no-hitter on his belt. Uh, only got 214 wins. You can make the case. Is Tory Hunter a Hall of Famer, though? I think he's. I think he's certainly. A guy I mean, he, he five, had a 19-year career, Evan. Five-time All-Star, nine. And he's only Gold been Glover, an All-Star five times. But a nine-time Gold Glover. Two-time Silver Slugger. I, I think you. I think certainly, Tory Hunter is up there as a Hall of Famer. I, I vote him in. Tory Hunter was just was a great defensive player. Just as I mean, good hitter. No, too, it's, real good hitter no too. doubt about that. But he but was a fantastic. There's nobody guy. in this. There's nobody in this class that stands out to me. Nobody really in this class that stands out. Not really, truthfully. I mean, it's just, there's not, uh, no, I, I, I don't see it. Sorry. I don't know if there's anybody that I would take as a first ba- first ballot. I'm not sure there's anybody I would take. Not one. Tory Hunter was a solid player. Burley could make a case, but other than that, I don't, I don't really know. Barry Zito's not getting in. Well, Zito, can't, Zito, you, it's, it's, yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. Could Tim Hudson get in? I mean, Tim Z- Hudson, Tim Hudson had a three point four nine career ERA. How many Tim Hudson has? He has two hundred twenty two wins. Four time All Star, World Series champ, comeback player of the year, led the league in wins. Never won a Cy Young. He's a full time All Star, so maybe not. Maybe not. He's got two hundred twenty two wins to boot, three forty nine uh, ERA, four time All Star. I think, I think just like Burley, Hudson's a guy who can make a case. Hudson, I could see missing. I could see. But you could certainly make the case just like Burley. I think he's in the Burley the, the Burley category where you can make the case. He's got more wins than Burley. I'll tell you who's getting in next year. Kurt Schilling is going to get in next year. Kurt Schilling is going to get in. I, I think Omar Vizquel, too. Omar Vizquel only got, what, 52% of the It'll vote? It'll be his yesterday. ninth year on the ballot, Vizquel? Kurt Schilling. Schilling. Vizquel, I know, got 52%. Uh, 
I'm curious to see how far he jumps next year. All right, we'll see. All right, that's the news. Big J journalist Matt Catarizzolo here on a Wednesday. All right, best conversation, uh, uh, best conversation in sports media coming up next. Barrington Grant, U.S. Sports Pages. That's next on the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, the, the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. Hour two, here we go. Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Mike Guido, Evan Mazza, my producer, Matt Catarizzolo, Big J journalist. Great to have you here with us on a Wednesday. Uh, before we get to Barrington Grant, uh, Evan, who do we have on the phone? We have Lenny from Long Island. Lenny, you want, Lenny, you're on the line, buddy. Hey, how you doing? You guys are fantastic. So uh, I listen. That's why. Uh, that's why you're fantastic. But I want to talk about. I'm going to tell you why uh, Derek Jeter was not a unanimous vote for the Hall of Fame, and it had nothing to do with his credentials, okay? Nothing to do. He certainly is a Hall of Famer. But there are many writers who over the years have taken the position that first ballot should be something special, especially with the Hall of Fame being watered down by the Mazarowski years ago Mm -hmm. and Harold Baines and players like that, the first ballot should be something special for Ruth, for Garrick, for those kind of those kind of guys, okay? Right. So here's what happens, okay? The uh, that has continued in some writers' minds. Even especially a hundred percent unanimous. The baseball writers cannot have their votes exposed until the end of the um, filing period. And here's why. When you see enough votes and you know that Derek Jeter is in the Hall of Fame, it would only take one guy to say, well, I know he belongs in, and I know he's getting in. I could see the votes. So I'm going to make the statement that he should not be unanimous if Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and, and Hank and all, if all those guys didn't get in. I think that they have to change the way they do it. Do not expose the votes until all the votes are in, and that's why Jeter did not get unanimous. Well, okay, so I I, pr- I pretty much agree with everything that you just said because well, goodbye. Uh, then you don't need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much agree with everything that you just said, right? Because the the only way that I could find it even relatively justifiable is if the guy that's uh, the guy that didn't vote for Derek Jeter submitted a blank ballot. Like that's the only way that I could sit because yeah. I mean you I mean you Lenny you saw the ballot you saw the names on the ballot I mean I don't think that there was anybody on the ballot more deserving than Derek Jeter right Oh I I definitely think he should be in there Oh yeah no uh, no Mays, not a question of whether he should be in it's whether it should be unanimous I don't think he should be unanimous You don't think he should the be Hall of Fame is becoming should be nothing more than a museum identifying the history of major league baseball in detail and when 20, uh, 23 voters out of 432 didn't vote for Willie Mays in his first year, 9 out of 415 didn't vote for Hank Aaron, Ken Griffey uh, missed out by three guys, uh, Babe Ruth had a lower percentage of, of votes. You know, you hear what I'm saying? There no, are, I, I understand that, but yeah. g- wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that it would be better if – 
We just kind of acknowledge the fact that those guys should have been unanimous Hall of Famers because you, well, you you're right, you're saying that it's that you're saying that it's something special, and I agree with you. The first ballot should be something special, okay? Right. If that means so, that only one it, only one player in the history of Major League Baseball got in unanimously, it was Mariano Rivera last year, right? Right. That doesn't mean Mariano Rivera is the greatest player in baseball history. It just no. that's the way that the cookie crumbled. That's my. That's my deal. Is that Mariano's not better than Babe Ruth? <laughs> you know, he's he's not better than Ted exactly. Williams. I don't agree but... with Mariano either. But the point is, is that if you want to, there are many people say the Hall of Fame is now watered down, and you could say that fine. It should be a museum identifying the history of Major League Baseball, yeah. plus the Pete Rose and everything else. But here's the other thing: now, if you don't expose the writers' ballots. Then you run the risk of too many guys saying, I don't want Jeter to be number one. And then, you know what could happen with a capital C? Could Jeter doesn't get into the Hall of Fame because people didn't want him to be unanimous. So uh, I just think they should keep it to themselves until after the deadline for filing, and, uh, and so be it. So it's no big deal, no question. Jeter belongs in the Hall of Fame. And you can't take, you know, many people also. Here's what they're doing. They're taking away uh, the fact that uh, Larry Walker played at Coors Field. And at the same time, there are some that are saying if Derek Jeter wasn't a Yankee, that he wouldn't have piled up all those postseason stats. But the point, but you can't do that. Jeter was a Yankee. He did what he had to do. And uh, Larry Walker did the same thing. So I agree. Right, keep up the good work, guys. Get to what you were going to talk about. Didn't mean to interrupt you. And uh, I'll call with another controversy some other time. <laughs> Appreciate it, Letty. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, so now as we shift, let's go to the most interesting conversation in sports media. Barrington Grant, U.S. Sports Pages. Uh, hey, Barry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm are, here. Are you ready to... Take your beating. Listen, I've, I've taken a beating over the weekend with this this sickness. My son has given me the flu. Oh, so excellent! If you're gonna if you if you're gonna give me more of a beating, hey, it's all right. I expect it. I expect it. I was gonna say you 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 sound you kind of sound like Monica and Friends when she got sick. The the I I'm fine. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> but all right. So before we get into NFL, anything, and before I get into ripping you, right? So I know you're a baseball guy, just like I am. Derek Jeter gets voted into the Hall of Fame along with Larry Walker. Uh, I think both well of them, are, you know, both of them are both very, uh, very well deserved. And I'm not usually a guy that complains about the percentage of votes that you get. I'm normally not the guy to do that. If you get in, you get in. Great accomplishment. Really doesn't matter what percentage you get. Whatever. Okay. But Derek Jeter missed, una- missed the unanimous vote by one vote, okay? Is it, a, do, what could possibly be the reason for not voting in Derek Jeter unanimously? It's, it's one simple thing. It's baseball's hypocrisy. They, they, have to, they have to give you a rub because they believe they can there's no expert there's there's no explanation like there's nothing that they could that you're gonna hear or you know whatever analysts come out with whatever statistics or he doesn't rank here when you when Derek as soon as Derek Jeter 
was called up for the Yankees, and you saw him take his first 50 professional at bats. You know that this was this this kid was special. The way he the way he held himself, you know, the the maturity level that he had, how he spoke, how he led. He was the captain of the Yankees for 10 plus years. That that only happened when I think he was the only person that ever hold it that long, right? The, so yeah, I think he was. I think he was longest he, tenured. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all of these things that he's done shows you that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but. They just want to tell you that no, we we don't think that anybody should be unanimous. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, baseball has their own their own uh, you know I don't even know what to call it. It's it's their own rules. The, you know, it makes sense to anybody else but them. Now, so I, you know, here's here's the problem with this, right? Because I, I think that the writers, like, we don't know who the writer is. We don't know who the writer is that didn't vote him in. Uh, and I'm not sure that we'll ever know, but the, no. uh, through the power of social media, it is very possible that we're just going to find out anyway. Here's the thing, though. I, I think that I can sit behind this desk, and a lot of sports media personalities and a lot of journalists and all these writers and whatever, we can all sit behind a desk or sit behind a computer and rip athletes. Okay, I sit here and I rip Odell. I sit here and I sit here and I rip Baker Mayfield. I rip Antonio Brown. Okay, and primarily it's mostly for the same reason. It's because it seems like, in different fashions, they all want to draw the attention to themselves. Right? It feels like when a vote, when an MLB Hall of Fame voter does this, it seems very. All right, you're the one guy that didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Now you're just asking for attention. Is there some hypocrisy there? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I think. I think you know the 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 allure of having people talk about what you did matters to some people, right? Like, what are we what are we talking about here today? We're not talking about how great Derek Jeter's career was, how he's now in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about this one vote that did not make him a unanimous you know, uh, entry into the Hall of Fame. Right. So that guy, whoever he is, accomplished his goal. This is now a talking point for the next month or so. Yeah. <laughs> maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad that, that this is what we have to contend with year in and year out with this ballot. It's just, it, I, I'm, I'm really sick of it. You know, guys like Larry Walker, it shouldn't have took him this long to get in. And now, you know, Derek Jeter is in now, and now we're talking about that he's not unanimous. It's just, you know, baseball has to try to figure this out. It's, you know, it's getting ridiculous now. It really is. Well, listen, like I said, I'm not usually the guy that cares about the percentage, but this just seems a little bit ridiculous. All right, so let's – I agree with you, man. Let's shift to the NFL. Okay, so your Packers – God, Barry, they, they, they took a beating. My God. I mean, if I could only find the words to describe how the Packers just got, ugh, dismantled by the 49ers, I, God, I, I, I don't know if I can. But in all seriousness, uh, the 49ers, it looks like they're proving to everybody that they were the best team in the NFC all year long, right? It wasn't New Orleans. It wasn't Green Bay. It wasn't 
whoever else. It wasn't Seattle. It was it was the 49ers. They're going. They were going off. What about them? Do you think gives them a chance to win the Super Bowl? And what are the things that you liked about them going forward? The 49ers, that defensive line scares people. And you saw it firsthand in San Francisco against the Packers. How many false starts and how many, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was so funny just to see the fear of these offensive linemen's faces. That they were like, listen, we, we just don't, we don't know what to do at this point. You know, anybody makes a little jump, we have to. There was, there was just fear there. You saw the frustration in Aaron Rodgers' face because, okay, cool, they're making, they're making progress up the field, they're making strides, and then the ball comes out. It's not Aaron, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's the fact that the line got intimidated, and that's what the San Francisco 49ers do to you. They intimidate you. They intimidate you to the point where it takes you out of your game, and it, it's, it's amazing to watch. It really is. Now, I don't think I'm being overly critical about Jimmy Garoppolo when I say that, you know, I I am a little skeptical if he is forced to make the big play. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's just the situation he's in, he doesn't need to make the big play. He's never been asked to do it. You know, so I don't think that people are being overly critical about Jimmy G. I think people are just a little bit skeptical do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is getting disrespected in a way by the public? Uh, disrespected is a that's a big word. Uh, I don't know if disrespected is the right word. I just think that overlooked or just they they're they're not they're not really respecting his. <laughs> his achievements or lack thereof. Like, when we think about Jimmy G, right, you can kind of compare it to Tom Brady when the Patriots were coming up. That defense was solid. Those first couple seasons in New England were – that defense was scary, right? Right. And all Tom Brady had to do was manage the game, not make mistakes, not turn the ball over, and make plays when he needed to make plays. Isn't that what Jimmy G did on on Saturday? When they needed throws to be made, he made them. You know, when Green Bay scored 20 points and they came back in the game, okay, Jimmy G said, "Listen, we gotta we gotta get some first downs. We gotta we gotta we gotta throw the ball a little bit." He executed and made those plays. So I don't see the difference between Tom year one, year two, and Jimmy than what I'm seeing in Jimmy G right now. So. You know, if people want to say disrespected, you know, if they, if they, if they you know, if you want to say he's, he's being disrespected, okay, but I, I see the same similarities between one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterbacks, uh, quarterback in history, and Jimmy G right now. Is that he's doing what he's asked to do. He's not doing anything more than that. Right. So now let's shift over to Green Bay because, uh, listen, there's no question that Aaron Rodgers is great, right? There's no question that that he's got the accolades he's he's as talented maybe as we've ever seen a quarterback be maybe up until we we discovered Patrick Mahomes but the Aaron Rodgers is is perfectly great the the issue with Green Bay 
Could you point it out to me? What's their hole? What's holding them back? Weapons. Well, that was pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) Weapons. They have one receiver. You know, uh, Jimmy Graham is no longer an effective tight end. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. He's a he can he can be effective maybe every fourth game, but you need somebody who is a difference maker. They don't have that. When you have a guy like Devontae Adams, great receiver, but he needs somebody else. They have a good running game. It's it's pretty decent, but they need more weapons on the outside. Aaron Rodgers, if if he gets more weapons on the outside, then I think offensively you'll see them become more creative. I think Matt LaFleur, I think he's a, he's a good coach, good young coach. But if he has more weapons, I think that offense will, will go, go to a next level. And uh, you just saw the difference. When, when Aaron needed to make a throw, you know, he went to Devontae. But mm. when that wasn't there, where else are you going? Right. And that was, that, that was the, the, whole, the whole story of the game for me, is that he just had nowhere to go with football. So uh, here's I, I made this point earlier in the week. If you're San Francisco, okay, th- this was a story that kind of got buried. Okay, 2005 NFL draft, right? It, Mike McCarthy is a coach over there in San Francisco, and the 49ers don't draft Aaron Rodgers. They draft Alex Smith at number one overall instead. Aaron falls all the way to 24, carries the chip on his shoulder. Here's the thing that I'm – Worry about okay in the 15 years since then we know that Aaron Rodgers is great we know that he's better than any other quarterback that that San Francisco has had in since then okay he's Alex Smith Colin Kaepernick Jimmy Garoppolo he's better than all of them but San Francisco goes into Super Bowl Sunday they've made one more Super Bowl appearance now Aaron Rodgers has won one but if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday, can I make the argument that San Francisco doesn't regret not taking Aaron Rodgers? Even if they lose the Super Bowl, I, I don't think that you regret it. You know, they, they've, they've bounced back very incredibly well from, from the time, you know, from the, from the, 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 the Harbaugh era that they had, which was extremely special to taking a little hiatus and then rebounding right back to with this scary defense. I, I don't see how you, how you can regret it because who, who knows if Aaron Rodgers would have been a 49er, if they would have ever got to a Super Bowl. You know, it's all revisionist history. We can all speak about it because that's what we do. We're geese like that to have to speak about things that don't exist. That's that that's that's our job, right? Right. But we don't know what would happen, so I don't think either franchise regrets what what they did. You know, they did what they felt was right in that time, and you know that that's that that's it. All right, so let's shift to the AFC side, right? So I mean, this was the 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 game wasn't particularly close. I I, I know that Tennessee got out early, but. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they, they've got this thing going on where the past two weeks they're able to come down, uh, come back from double-digit deficits and then proceed to not really give anybody a chance to get back. 
How confident are you in Kansas City today? They are a fine machine right now. They are a well-oiled machine that if anybody can beat the 49ers, it's this team. Will they? I I can't say I can't say yes or no because that defense is scary. Uh, uh, you know that you you've seen defenses come along right over the years, and you're like, man, like, you know this this is this is close to unbeatable. They're they're on that level. They're on that level. And but but if there's any quarterback, if there's any coach combination that can figure it out, especially with those weapons on the outside, because here here's what we're here's what we're gonna see here now, right? We're gonna see a tale of two different scenarios with two different quarterbacks. Here was one quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who doesn't didn't have the weapons to compete against the San Francisco team, right? Okay. But now we're gonna have a another quarterback that does have the weapons to compete with the San Francisco team on the outside. So we're gonna see exactly what San Francisco is made of on the defensive end, but we're also going to see if Patrick Mahomes can get past that staunch defensive line and stay in the pocket, deliver some really great throws, and maybe take the top off the defense. We'll see. But it, it's it's going to be really, really interesting to watch. What's, That's what I want to see. What's the uh, – do you think that there is – because here's the, the thing about Andy Reid – Right. So Andy Reid has it, we there's no question that he's a great coach, but his criticism was always he can never win the big one. He can never win the uh, the big game when it mattered. And the argument against that is, well, you know, he's gone up against special quarterbacks and he hasn't had a special quarterback. He's had Jeff Garcia, he's had Donovan McNabb, you know, he's had Alex Smith. He hasn't he hasn't had the special at quarterback. Okay, well, right. now he does. Do you think that the criticism with Andy – this is kind of a two-parter. Do you think the criticism with Andy Reid is fair up to this point? And do you think that if there are no – if he, this Super Bowl, there are no excuses for Andy Reid anymore? Yeah, um, I, think, I think the criticism is, 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 is warranted. You know, if you don't win, you're going to get criticized. Uh, it doesn't matter what the what the situation is, you know, what he didn't have or what he went up against. You don't win, you're going to get criticized. Uh, this one, I think that I think that yes, if he does lose this, it, it's going to be tough, man. It, it, it's going to be tough for him to rebound from this one in regards to historically. Obviously, you know, there's going to be another season. They, you know, they'll get back to the drawing board, but he needs this. He needs this to really solidify a, a a marvelous career. You know, in regards to how he teaches the game, you know, his 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 special offenses, uh the coaches that have blossomed under him. He needs this. He needs this to kind of just like solidify all that he's done. All right, so we'll see. All right, uh yeah. last thing, last thing Barry we got Super Bowl 49ers Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by a point and a half in Miami. Who do you like? I 
here's the thing. <laughs> you had to when know this have, was coming. When have we ever seen a team beat a great defense in a Super Bowl? Okay. That's a solid point. That's a solid I, point. It's it's hard it's hard to pick against the 49ers. I'm sorry. It because great defenses win you Super Bowls. It really does. As great as an offense, I've seen the Patriots shut down the greatest the greatest game on turf with the Rams, right? Right. I've seen I've seen the Giants shut down the Patriots. So it, it the list goes on. Great defenses stop great offenses every time. So I got I got 49ers. Look at last year too with the Patriots and the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. You're on you're on the 49ers. I I'll be honest with you. I haven't made my Super Bowl pick yet and part of the reason is because I really don't know. <laughs> I I'm very you, you know, you know, you just you just want to pick against me. That's all it is. No, that is I, not pick, that is you're going to pick the Chiefs. You're going to pick the Chiefs and then if the Chiefs win, you're just going to let me have it, okay? No, I would I am not going to come to your house because I don't want to hear it. No, 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 no. I'm going to make an excuse. No, hey, listen, listen, I'll say this. Listen, if you don't have the flu, you better be at my house on Super Bowl Sunday. If you ain't at my house, then you're going to hear it. Okay, forget about about me picking against you. You're going to hear it if you're not at my house eating Taco Bell. I'm I'm telling you right now. All right, Barrington Grant, U.S. Sports Pages. Uh, Buddy, it's always fun. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, I'll talk to you. All right, Barrington Grant, U.S. Sports Pages. All right, uh, before we go to break, I, I do want to break a little bit of news. I'm pretty sure Evan has already seen it. Um, I, I, I was I was waiting until you were done. I, I, I yeah. So it, you're the news person. You want to break it? Uh, the Mets oh. have officially named, uh, named Luis Rosa, Rojas their manager. They're finalizing a multi-year deal to promote him from their quality control coach to their manager as Carlos Beltran's replacement. Right. So okay, Luis, yeah, I see it. I see it now. Luis Rojas is now being hired by the Mets to be their new manager after firing Carlos Beltran. What do you think, Ev? Before, uh, just a little uh, quick because we got to go to break. But uh, right. what do you? How, I, how do you feel? I, I like it. He's liked well in the Mets. He's liked in house. This was obviously, obviously, this is something that this this managerial process came out of the blue. They pretty much had to, uh, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, had they had to let go Beltran, did everything that was going on, did everything with the with the stealing sides, cheating thing going on. This was a last minute thing. I like Rojas. He's well liked around the Mets. He's well liked around the players. You keep in house. Again, again, would I have liked Dusty? Did Show they Walker? even interview anybody else? Because no. this kind of felt like it was just going to happen. They interviewed. They interviewed everyone from the inside, from Henry, from Mullins to yeah, Rojas. Hensley Mullins. Yeah, Hensley Mullins to to Rojas. No one really from the outside. No Dusty. No Showalter. No John Gibbons. Again, would I have liked those guys as, as manager of the team? Absolutely. But again, I think this is a. I think this is a good hire. I think he's well liked around the team. They and I like the fact that they got this done. Like this is like it's done now. Like you don't have to. They, 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 and I'm glad the Mets were able to hire their manager first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They hired their guy, and they got they got their manager. Nobody was with. nobody got swept from under no. him. I no, like that. What's also what's also pretty good for the Mets is they were except the for la- maybe Girardi. They were the last. Yeah, they were the la- <laughs> Listen, hey, that was everyone's first choice, right? When Joe, with the Mets with Joe Girardi, that was everyone's first. Oh choice. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but I like the fact how while they were the last team to make a decision on the manager out of the Astros and Red Sox, they were the first to get a manager. Like, 
it's done, it's over. They got a guy who they like. They got a guy who the players now they like. Now you go into spring training. Go into spring training. Pitchers and catchers report in a few weeks. Go into spring training. Go into spring training and let's get started. Go to work. Let's get a real look. Let's get the. They're uh, finally moving on from a scandal that they had nothing, nothing to do to with. Do with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just get out. Yeah, get out from underneath. Yeah. More haystack next. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, the, the Haystack Show with Mike Guido. Here we go. Hour number three. Great to have you back on the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Mike Guido, Evan Mazza, my producer, Matt Catarazzolo, Big J journalist. Great to have you in. All right, so I want to do something that we haven't done in a while. Evan, what are we playing? We're going to play Nav the Stat. Laptop's down. So wait, it's... Laptop's so, down. All right, Laptop's so, down. Okay, no problem, but okay. So so usually with Nav the Stat, I just go by like the current NBA... Like right now, the current NBA season, the past NFL, Major League Baseball season. But because Maddie was going uh, crazy... All time. Yes, they all time. Sports, you know, leading receivers, leading rushing guys, all time, you know, strikeout leaders. I'm going to do the same thing. So like the first... So, I'll go to, like, the NFL. So, you didn't even do the introduction of, it's time to play. Again, we haven't played the game in so long. I know. It's time to play (laughs) Nav the Stat. (laughs) We didn't even use a drop for it. Nav the Stat. Thank you, thank you. It's good to see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I was going to say, do we have a sound? Got to have a sound. I wish we just, I, I wish we had, like, a... At least yeah. we, I wish we at least had like a, you know, just get like, the, get like the Price is Right music going. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's that's Family Feud. What is that? That's Family Feud, right? Got it. Welcome family to, Feud music. Welcome to Family Feud. I'm Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. He's Jeopardy. great. Could get the Jeopardy music. No, uh, oh. No, do 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 do. Who watched the Jeopardy goat? Uh, goat. Uh, it wasn't even close. Oh. It wasn't. Ken even close. Jennings. Ken was, Jennings is an encyclopedia. I mean, that's uh, my god. Ken Jennings was. I, just, I know, like Jeopardy. Jeopardy James won one episode. Yes, and that was, was it. Brad Rutter, I don't think made a dollar. Like <laughs> Brad Rutter was just there to just happy to be there. Yeah, the the real goat thing was between Ken Jennings and James Holzhauer. Right. Like those were yeah. the two. That's what it ended up being. I mean, that's. But Ken Jennings, like, I mean, he blew everybody. It wasn't even close. Love Ken. Was Jennings. not even close. He's the man. He dom- he, I was surprised. I thought it would be like a close series between him and James. I kind of figured, but yeah, well, <laughs> Jennings just just dominated. Jennings ran away <laughs> with it. Ran away with it. Not even close. There we go. Let's nab some stats, dude. Let's nab some stats. Okay, so we're going to start with the uh, NFL season. First up, who led the NFL in tackles this year? Who led the NFL in tackles this year? Was it Luke Keekley? No. Uh, um, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... I want to say Bobby Wagner. That is correct! Get applause. <laughs> Are we keeping score? Is there any way we're keeping score? I will keep score on my phone. So right now, so far, I have the stat. Maddie leaves 1-0. Oh, 
They'll make this oh, up yeah. that score. Would that be baller, though, if Luke Kiki led the league in tackles and then just retired? I know. You know what? I'm done with this. You guys can baller. have it. Baller. Okay. Mic drop. Next up. I'm done. I'm bored. <laughs> this is easy. Like, <laughs> back to the NFL. I'm going to go hunt bears in Siberia. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was second in the NFL in sacks this year? Second. Shaq Barrett. I said second. He was first. That oh, I know who it is. I got to give wrong. Matt a chance. I got I to give Matt a chance to guess. Second in sacks. I, for, a re, for some reason, I didn't think Shaq Barrett led. I think I know who it is. Was it TJ Watt? That is wrong. All right. Here's. All right. Damn. Chandler Jones. That is correct. Ah, uh, okay. So, who was who was that's, first? Was that it, was the was thing. It, was it Shaq Barrett? Barrett. Was Barrett? Shaq Barrett. But that's the thing. I thought it was switched. I thought Chandler Jones led in sacks, and Shaq Barrett was two. Ah. Okay. So we all know that James Winston led the NFL in touchdown passes. Yes. Well, we all know that Lamar Jackson was second in the NFL in touchdown passes. Wait. Say, wait. Wait. Start over. Say that again. Go ahead. We all know that James Winston led the NFL in touchdown passes this season. Yeah. And we also know that Lamar Jackson was second in the NFL in touchdown passes this season. Who was third? Was it Russell Wilson? That is... It, it's what? Is it? <laughs> it's, it's what? It is what? <laughs> it's what? Yo, cliffhanger. Correct. Oh, it's correct. It's actually correct. All right, so Russell Wilson got it. I thought, I thought Lamar Jackson led... Didn't, doesn't Lamar Jackson lead the NFL in touchdown passes? No. Was he had 36. Oh, it was. Win- oh, you're right. It was. It was Winston. Winston was. I thought Winston was first. You're right. Lamar was first. Winston was. Winston second. was second. Winston but Russell was still third. Russell was. Russell was still third. Okay. Yes. Dak. Dak was fourth with thirty. That would have been my guess. Was Dak. Ah. Right. I got them mixed up. Yeah. Lamar was first. Lamar had thirty-six. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. Who was second in the NFL passing yards this year? Matt. Yard- Dak Prescott. What's up? Dak Prescott. You are right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Let's get a little round of applause for Mike. All right, we're tied Let's go. All right, let's go. <laughs> Give me another one. Give me another one. All right, all right, chill. Number two, we're going to Major League Baseball, the 2019 MLB season. Okay. Who led the American League in RBIs in 2019? Nelson Cruz. Ah. Oh, I the thought Ameri- I had that. The American League in, the American League in RBIs. The American League in RBIs. Um... Oh. I don't think any of you guys are going to get this. Oh. I have a weird idea. But like I, Go I, for it. I have a weird idea, but like I, I don't want to say it. Because if heaven's like it, none of you are going to get it. I don't think any of you guys are going to get this one. I'm surprised. RBIs. I feel like I know this. American League RBIs. American League RBIs. God, I feel like I know this. Like, I really do. Do you guys want to give you a clue, a hint? No. You gotta, uh, let Matt guess no, first. No, no, no. Um, We're tied at two. Damn it. I mean, was it DJ LeMayhew? Uh, yeah, no. I didn't think so. Uh, can you narrow it down by division? AL Central. Oh, ooh, okay. So that's 
Oh, I have a weird guess. Uh, am I gonna? Is that right, though? Oh, I have a weird. I have a weird guess too. Is it Carlos Santana? Ah, nope. Damn, is, Santana had a great year. Oh my god, dude, hold on, wait. Uh, the the guy. Ah, uh, who is it? Dude, the guy from the guy. Well, I can't. I don't want to say it because, like, I gotta get a countdown now. Hail Central. I, I, his name is escaping me. Oh, 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 uh, um, uh, dude, uh, it, uh, uh, back, 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 back. Let me give you another hint. Let me give you guys one more hint. Sure. Sign another. He signed a contract extension this year. Signed a contract extension this year. Uh huh. This offseason. Is it Jose Abreu? It is Jose Abreu! Wow, wow. really? I, that's not even who I was going to guess either. Jose Abreu led the AL with 123 RBIs in 2019. So, wow. who was second? Jorge Solaire. Solaire, that's that's what I was going to guess. Uh, I was going to guess him. Well, that's not my answer. You know what? That's not my answer. But that's who oh, okay. Guess. Actually, you know what? Maddie, you're not wrong because. They were tied. Jorge Soler had 117 RBIs with this man. Who was the other one? All right, wait. Well, I'm sorry. What was the question? Who was second in the AL in RBIs? You actually got. There's two of them. You got one right. Jorge Soler. There's one more. All right, go for it, Mike. At least three to two. If Mike gets this, then it will offset this question. Is it Nelson Cruz? It is not Nelson Cruz. God, why? Nelson so Cruz. For Nelson Cruz is going to be the death of me. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> Nelson Cruz was seventh in the AL this year in RBIs. Damn it. With 108. So uh, well, who's tied with Jorge Soler for in second in, in the AL with RBIs with 117? Yes. Uh, huh. Still AL Central. Actually, you guys' division, the AL East. Oh. That's the only hint I'll <gasps> give you. I think I know who it is. Right. I think I know who it is. To offset the question. I do think I. Oh my God! It is right. I I know. I feel like I know who it is. Is it JD Martinez? Nope. It's one of two guys, and I don't. I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> it's one of two guys, and it's killing me. I feel like. I feel like. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with that. Is it Sander Bogarts? Actually, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You were right, it was Xander Bogart. It, 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 was, it was Xander Bogart. I hit the buzzer right. button, my bad. You're right, you're right. All right, so are we tied 3-3? So, uh, or is it just offset? I'm Am I still up by one? I'm offsetting it, I'm offsetting it. So I'm still up by one? So we both, held, we both held on the play. Yes. <laughs> both held on the play. All right, Those this penalties one, offset. this one is to see who gets who gets it first. Who led the National League of Home Runs this year? Pete Alonso. Damn it. You said it too fast, Evan. I got nervous. Okay, we're staying, in, we're staying in baseball. Who was second in the American League this year in batting average? DJ LeMayhew. That is the correct answer. Slow down, Evan. <laughs> Slow down! Oh, <laughs> Who was first in the American League in batting average this season? 
Oh, I think I know who it is. First in the American League. I'll let you guess first, but I think I know who it is. So DJ was second. And I think he was what? Like a, I think he was he was like 310, 311-ish. Uh, didn't he hit like 320? Something like that. LeMayhew? Give me the division, Ev. Uh, AL Central. Huh. Oh, I know who it is. I got it. Francisco Lindor? No, it is not Francisco Lindor. I'm going to guess Jorge Polanco. It is not Jorge Polanco. Damn it. I, w- I was like certain that it was Jorge Polanco. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. First in batting average, he's in the AL Central. The AL Central is Cleveland, Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago, Kansas City, and Detroit. All right, it's not anybody on Detroit. Detroit's yeah, terrible. It's not anybody on the Tigers. I would be very hard pressed to believe it's anybody from the Royals. It's not Jorge Soler, right? It's not no, Soler hit like two thirty, but yeah. hit fifty home runs. <laughs> Wow. Um, God, you know. Oh, is it Tim Anderson? It is Tim Anderson. That was a good guess. Just just letting everybody know, too, because Tim Anderson, uh, Tim Anderson's been a pretty big prospect for a long time, and he's coming into his own. Tim Anderson is going to be very good in this league. Very good. All right, Mike has a 5-3 to three lead. We're on to the NBA. Who leads the NBA in rebounds this year? Andre Drummond. That is correct. <laughs> Staying in the NBA. Was, it, was that rebound, like total rebounds or rebounds per game? Uh, uh, per game. Probably, okay. probably leads in both. He probably does lead in both. Who is second in the NBA rebounds per game after Andre Drummond? Rebounds per game. I'll let, I'll let you go first, Matt. This is rebounds per game now? Yes. yes. Clint Capella. That is incorrect. Damn it. That was a good guess, though. That's what I thought. That was, a, that was a good guess. Clint Capella's actually third with 14.2. Oh, wow. Oh. Capella's third. Damn it. With 14.2. So it's Drummond, um, someone, and then Capella. Is it... Oh, my God. Is it Rudy Gobert? Mike is pulling away. That's correct. Wow. That's a good one. Seven to three, Mr. Mike Guido. Let me just tie this up. On to the next one. That's the that's the point. I mean, the host is supposed to be a smart one. <laughs> uh, you know that usually you know you know. I'm actually pretty bad at this normally. You're very bad at this one. <laughs> okay, who is fifth in the NBA in assists per game? Fifth, fifth in, the in the NBA. Fifth in the in NBA assists assist per, game. per game. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say Kyle Lowry. That is incorrect. Fifth. That's tough. Because LeBron's leading. He is leading. LeBron's leading the league. Uh-huh, with 11. Averaging 11 assists per game. Westbrook's probably second. Actually, he's not. That'd be Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is second. Wow. Ooh, Ricky Rubio is second, huh? Yeah. That would have been a good one. You should have done that one. <laughs> All right, Westbrook has to be third, then. He's not. That's not, that's not him. Nope, that's Luka Doncic. Dude. Is Westbrook fifth? Nope. Uh, uh, damn it! <laughs> Russell Westbrook in assists per game is 11. 
Oh my god. Funny enough, his teammate James Harden is 10th. Damn. Fifth. Huh. Fifth. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Nikola Jokic. That would be incorrect. That was not a bad guess at all. What's what's the number? Like, what's what's 8. the stat? 8.5. 8.5, 8. okay. 8.5 assists per game. Huh. Words cannot describe how much I love this game. <laughs> is, it, is it hard, Ed? Are we going to be like, whoa? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, wow. He does play the point guard position. Is it Derek Rose? That would be incorrect. Uh, I kind of have a feeling. A weird suspicion. Is it Chris Paul? That would be incorrect. Wow. CP3 is having a really good year this he year. He does play the point guard position. So He's a point a, guard. So like that's a hint. That is oh, definitely a hint. <laughs> it is definitely a hint. Is it? Is it Lou Williams? That would be incorrect. Lou Williams doesn't play point guard. Lou Williams is a two guard. No. Um, actually, actually, he's also a forward too. This guy, point guard, forward. <gasps> ben Simmons. That would be correct. That was a monster hint, that Evan. Was, yeah, that and was, you gave it to Mike. Was, don't count that one because you literally cool. gave that to me. Not fair. I was you to gave. No, you gave you guys. gave it to me, but I had the next guess, so it, right, don't count that one. Saboteur. That was a, that was a good one, Ben Simmons. Saboteur. I was giving it to both of you guys. I don't, I'm not really keeping track of this going. You guys are gonna jump up and say the answer. Say the answer. Ben uh. Simmons was gonna be one of my guesses down the line. I don't know if it was my next guess though, unless you, until you said that. All right, let's go to the, let's go to the NFL all time leaders ever. So ever, this is all time. Okay. Who is the all time NFL leader? In rushing attempts, NFL leader, NFL the in entire rushing league, attempts. rushing attempts in, in history, NFL history, all-time NFL leader in rushing attempts. Jim Brown. That would be incorrect. That was a really good guess. Is it Emmett Smith? That would be correct. Wow! Finally, finally. Damn! Oh my God! I just lost my own guy. It's my first point. Emmett, like seven rounds. Emmett, Emmett Smith. Uh, well, because I know he leads in rushing yards. I didn't know he left read, led an attempt. I, I, I just put what, two and two together. You, 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 you are not. Uh, you, I'll tell you what, Mike, Mister Guido. You are. I said not a real cowboy fan. Well, because I was thinking old top, like old football. Old football was all about running. You, you I'm like Jim Brown's got to be up there. You, like he probably carried the ball fifty times. If a game. Emmett Smith was wrong, I would have probably said Jim Brown. You are not get a piece of the pie, Mike. God, and Emmett Smith. I, I was as soon as I said Jim Brown, I'm just like, it's gonna, it's gonna be Emmett Smith. Like it is gonna be Emmett Smith. <laughs> it Who has is, to be Emmett Smith. All right, next question. Who is third in the NFL rushing attempts? In all-time ever rushing attempts. Walter Payton. That would be incorrect. Damn. He is second. Ah! Oh! <laughs> I, I, I feel like I know who third is in. It's not Barry. Barry played for too short. Barry Sanders is seventh in rushing attempts. Yeah, wow. so it's not Barry. Um, and Walter Payton. I'm gonna go. Or I'm gonna go a little bit out on a limb. I'm gonna say Eric Dickerson. That would be incorrect. Marshall Falk. That would be incorrect. That's a good guess. That was a good guess. Dickerson Le is eleventh, and who was the one you said? Buddy? Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk is. 17th. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, this is not going to be right, I don't think, but LaDainian Tomlinson. That would be incorrect. He's 6th. Damn. This is this is third all-time rushing third attempts? Third all-time yes. rushing attempts. Yep. 
Frank Gore. That would be correct. That was a good guy. That was. I was. Saying, that was dynamite. Guys been playing for 25 Frank, years. Yeah, like. Frank Gore. You got it. Yeah, Frank Gore. That was a great guess. I don't. I don't want to give you guys a hint for that one because I knew you. I knew you guys would get it as soon as I give you a hint. Yeah, Frank right, Gore so was a good one. Here we go. Fourth quarter comebacks. Who was the all-time leader in fourth quarter comebacks? Quarter a quarterback? You quarterback. mean? Yes, quarterback. For quarterback. Fourth quarter comebacks. Is it Tom Brady? That would be incorrect. Tony Romo. That would be no incorrect. Well, no. Well, hey, that's not a bad guess. Tony Romo has a lot of fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Tony uh. Romo is. Tied for 17th with 24 with Drew Bledsoe and Y.A. Tittle. Good God. Never mind. No, of all the quarterbacks in NFL history, that's not bad for 24. Uh, yeah, I mean, still. Uh, fourth quarter comebacks. Number one. Peyton Manning. That would be correct. Ah. Where, where, uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I actually thought that was going to be wrong. I just kind of threw that name out there, but... Uh, Yippee. He's got 43. Wow. That's a lot. Who is second? All right, I'm going to throw uh, I'm going to throw this one out there. And I'm going to make it like this is so going to be wrong, but it, I, it would be such a cool story if this was actually a real thing. Is it Eli? That's correct. I is Eli top 10? Evan, you want to know that one, don't you? I do. Eli is 13th ah. 27. He's tied. All right. He's funny enough, tied for 13th with Philip Rivers. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so, okay, third all-time, fourth quarter comeback. Second uh, all-time. Second all-time, fourth quarter comeback. Um, is it Aaron Rodgers? That would be incorrect. Mm. Aaron Rodgers. That's a good one. Let's see. He is... Oh, I got to go down for him. Fourth quarter coming. I do have a guess. Aaron Rodgers is tied for 54th. Good. Wow. Number 16. He's tied with McNabb, Andrew Luck, Mark Brunel, Rich Gannon. Wow. Ken Stabler, Jay Schroeder. He's actually tied for 54th. In That's crazy. With 16. That's it. Is it Kurt Warner? That would be incorrect. Warner is... It, yeah, it's either Warner was really high or really low. I was taking a gamble on that one. Huh. I don't know. I can't find him. Yeah, so maybe he's just maybe he didn't he never came back in the fourth quarter. <laughs> tied is for Vinny Testa Ferdy is tied for ninth. Is it Brett Favre? No, but he is eleventh. Oh man. This is hard. This is like not this is a hard stat. Steve Young. Nope, that'd be incorrect. Alright, uh give us a hint. Is he retired <laughs> or still playing? It's a big hint. Doesn't have to be that hint. Just give us a give us some sort of hint. All right. Was he a single digit or double digit jersey wear? Double digit jersey. Double digit jersey. That's the only hint I'll give. Double digit jersey. Double digit jersey. Joe Montana. No, no, he's not. No. Joe Montana wore 14, so I was like, oh, like, all right, that's Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Evans was like, no, it's no, one idiot. No, <laughs> no. Evan. Joe Moron. Montana is 15th. All right, so double, I right, double digit jersey, double digit jersey. Second all time in fourth quarter comebacks. Oh my God. 
Um, is he gonna shock us? It really shouldn't. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Um. Um. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a know-it-all, but it really should. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't said his name yet. Yeah, know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right? I can't, can't. All right, so it's. I, I guess it's got to be pretty obvious, like relatively obvious. Come okay. On, come on. Um. Come on, Matt. Come on, Matt. Uh, uh, like, dude, I don't, I don't. I mean, double digit. Let's go, Mike. Uh, Matt. Let's go, Matt. Let's go, Matt. I feel like whatever I say now is gonna sound stupid. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, exactly. oh, I, I, I don't know, Dan Marino. No. Right, like, you know what, dude? No. I don't. Right, like, I, 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 all right, give me. Uh, all right. Uh, Dan Marino was fifth. All right, it was the closest guess so far. Okay. Like, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm gonna say his name, and you guys are gonna say, "Oh, we already said it." Even though I'm pretty. Sure Evan, I never... swear to God, if we already said it, and you're putting us through this, <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna be angry. Oh my God, am that I gonna, is, am I gonna I, be angry? I don't that's think any of you guys. I don't think any. You guys, okay. Here's you don't last, think? Last hint. Last hint. You guys said his name for the first one. When I when I said when I asked you the question for the number one spot, you guys said his name. One of you guys said his name. Evan, we definitely said his name for this one because we've named like every quarterback ever. Like, <laughs> I, tell, I don't think so. Wait, so it was for first and fourth quarter comebacks. You guys said his name. I'm pretty sure you guys said his first? name. First? E- Eli? What, what did we say? No, it's not Eli. It's definitely I, not Eli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God. How many teams did he play for? One! Oh, is it God. is it Brady? Yes, it's Tom Brady. I said we Brady. said Brady, Evan. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. That was my first guess. Wait, for the first? No, that was your first guess. For no, the first no, no, one. no, 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 no. That was my first guess for this one. No, that was Evan, your first Evan. guess for the first one. No, 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 Evan. No, Evan. It's no, my Tom- first guess for this one was Eli because it was it would have been a cool story my, for my, Peyton. My God, Peyton Manning, and then he said Brady for this one, and you you just shut it down. You're like, nope. God, I oh. I want I want to. Smash you right in the head right now, Evan. Dude, you said no. You said for the first one. I'll look back, but you guys said for the first one. Oh I thought I could have sworn I said Brady. No, you said for the first. For the this first show one. is recorded. Right, the minute, right. the minute it ends, actually, we're going back no, to it. Now that I think about it, I think everyone was right. You said for the first. I, one. I think yeah, Brady. You said for the first. Not for, for all right. the first one. All right, man. let's. All right, so Mike's up what eight five? It's nine to five. Nine to five. Damn. Whatever. Evan's so frustrated. He's no, like whatever. Whatever. Who leads the Who leads the NBA in blocks per game? Giannis? No. <laughs> Gobert? No. Is it Gobert? No. No. Blocks per game. Ooh, you know, I... Th- with 3.2. With 3.2. I think I know who it is. Blocks per game with 3.2? Yeah, I think I know who it is. All right, well, if I don't get this, I'm going to lose, so... Is it Jokic? No. Oh. Is it Anthony Davis? No. Damn. He's actually third. Yeah, I, I, AD I I knew was high up there. I just didn't know if he was if he was one. Is it Capella? Uh, no. Sam. First in blocks per game. Uh, Joel Embiid. No. no. 
Huh. Watts per game at 3.2. You guys might not get this one. Oh, so it's a surprise. It's kind of like a... Okay. Might be like a... Oh! Alright, I have an idea. It's not obvious. It's not like someone you think. Is it a center? Uh, he is a... Uh, center. Okay. Alright. So my guess still falls in line. Ooh. Is it DeAndre Ayton? No. Uh. I'm gonna guess Hassan Whiteside. That would be correct. That's so funny. I was, I was between, I was, I was between saying him and Jokic, and I said Jokic. Stupid idiot. <laughs> stupid, idiot. stupid idiot. idiot stupid All right, give me idiot. one. Give us one more. Ev. All right. Uh, this is. How about this? This one's for all the marbles. All right. Oh, he's got to make it like impossible. Like this one's for all fumbles, the marbles. Fumbles caused between 1980 and 1994. <laughs> like fumbles. Ah, all right, go ahead. Give us an impossible one. How about for every guess I get wrong, I get minus one. We got ten to five, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Evan's like, okay. okay. All right. All right. Ah, that's a bad one. Okay, I think I had a good one. Evan, you're a bad one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Who is who is the all-time leader in passing yards per game? All-time leader in passing yards per game. Passing yes. yards per game. So per game. So average your passing yards per game. Patrick Mahomes. That would be incor uh, incorrect. Incorrect. So that's minus one for Mike. It's now nine to five. Passing yards. Per game. Per game. All-time leader. Is it Peyton Manning? That would be incorrect. Mm. Not Patrick Okay. Not Peyton Manning. Uh, um, Aaron Rodgers. That would be incorrect. <gasps> oh, I think now, I know who it is. It's now eight to five. Is it Brett Favre? That would be incorrect. That was going to be my next guess. Damn it. Ah, uh, jeez. Okay. Passing yards per game. By the way, we def we do not have time for. No, we don't. I don't care. Let's just no, keep going. This is way more fun. This uh, is way better. Oh my god! Passing yards per game. God, I I I thought Favre was gonna be it. I really Favre did. Favre is twentieth. God. With wow. Aaron Passing Rodgers. Yards per game. Who was the other guest? Aaron Rodgers. He's two. He's tied for 11th with 259.4. Where's Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. Peyton Manning is sixth with 270.5. Pat Mahomes is. He's uh, got to easily be over 300. Again, I don't know if he. I don't know if he. Qualifies. He might not. He might not, he, qualify, he might not qualify yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he qualifies yet. 
Like Jameis Winston qualifies. He's fourth. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. That says something. 274.1 for Mr. Winston. So eight to five, Mike. Uh, the leader. Ben Roethlisberger. That would be incorrect. It's seven to five. Shit. He's tied for, language. he's tied for 11. Uh, is it Drew Brees? That would be correct. We have a winner. For all the marbles. I just want to say that is bull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's baloney. How, mu- how much, Evan? Uh, tally, it's 7 to 5. 7 to 6. No, I mean for Drew Brees. Like, what oh, was his passing yards per game? Uh, 293. I actually got away from it. That's so hot. It's like 280 Love that. Something. All right. There we go. That snapped the stat. I haven't played that in a while. We got to bring that game back, Ev. We got to bring that game back again. I just it's thought, endless. You can do it like forever, and like, I know. you can never run out of. Can eat up a whole you show can, with Nab the Stat. You, you can keep doing it, and then and then before you know it, you're gonna get stuck like every time where like either I get confused if you guys said a guy or not, or if I did or didn't. I'm pretty sure with Tom Brady, I oh, didn't. Oh, we got so mad at you. I'm pretty sure with Tom Brady, you guys said him on the you guys said him for the first spot, but if you got for the if you did say him for the second spot, <laughs> we were right, like we said Brady. If you guys, but it always <laughs> happens. It always happens every time I play Nab the Stat. I get on a roll, and all of a sudden I go, oh wait. I don't think you guys said this name yet. It turned out you did. But with Tom Brady, I'm pretty sure you guys said him for, like, the first one. We both had a few home run answers. Yeah. Good game. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. wrong. Good game, Matt. Good game, dude. But you're not smart, and you don't know anything about sports. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. You don't know how to collect news. I don't. (laughs) You got to do, like, like the baseball. Good game, good game, good game, good game. All right. Say hey, Stack, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.